Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. We would have had this done a little while ago, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blaming it on the Joe Biden administration. There you go. We're, we're three days <laughs> three days into the Joe Biden administration and um, lost 57,000 jobs just like that with the stroke of his pen when we... Oh, I thought you said he had a stroke. No, no. Oh. God. No, no. <laughs> No, stroke of his pen. We lost fifty-seven thousand jobs in the energy sector of the because of you know he's got a love affair with windmills, batteries, and solar power, and doesn't want any oil and coal. So he ended that, and uh, him and heels up Harris were just uh, going at it. We we don't have a wall. The wall's done. He's not going to build any more of that. So we got immigrants, illegal immigrants, running over the border again. Oh, God. And then this morning, because before he was inaugurated, my website program was working fine. And now this morning I go and up, update the website, and, you know, some of you, it'll be fine. Some of you, it'll be not working right. And I thought it was just, like, going to be a Mac thing, but even on my PC, my PC upstairs in the room where we're doing this show, the website works fine. Downstairs, where I actually put the website together when i go online to look at the website it's all effed up so somebody explain that to me uh, either way we think this is still working so we got a great show for you today News we, we, we could be doing this for no reason <laughs> it, may, it may not upload it may not even be there when, who knows but um like i said a great show we got news and notes for you we have Bracket three of round one of the Fantasy Girl of the Year tournament. We got some votes in. We'll we'll update those. Um, and then we have sports investing. And we have our way too early rookie wide receiver rankings. We're going to give you our thoughts on our top 10 rookie receivers coming out in the draft. Or 14 or... Well, yeah, that's right. You have the, <laughs> you went back to the Dan tie I, thing. Well, I got, I got the Dan rule. I can, I can put as many of the nerves I want. Just call it a tie. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we got that coming up and uh, you can check out the website. Let us know if it's working for you. There you go. Until, until I get this show updated and uploaded, uh, it's going to be working for some and not for others, but we'll get that fixed. Hopefully I may have to write a letter to India where the program comes from and wait for a response on that. Hopefully I can write it in a way that they'll understand because I have this tendency to babble. You can, I don't you, know if you've noticed that. You could just you could just call in because you'll get the same Indian. Hello, <laughs> hello, my name Dan. Hello, my name Bill. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Pretty sure not. My name, your name is like Rajesh or something. Uh, but uh, check out the website CFF Podcast at Hotmail dot com or. Actually, no, that's the only place you can find that's it. That's it? Yeah. On your phone, on your computer, who knows? Yeah, because apparently the aliens have took it, taken over. And, <laughs> taken over. And, or COVID has gotten smart. Oh, 
my, maybe my computer downstairs is infected with COVID. Could see. We didn't think about that. But and that your could iPhone be might be too. See, you take it out in public and look what happens. Does my computer have a nose I can do a swab in, or no? <laughs> One of its ports, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, you got questions, comments, concerns? If you have any ideas to why my computer is doing what it's doing, send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Um, let me know. Help me out. Hey, you can be the official computer doctor <laughs> of the show. Justin. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wait, no. Justin only works with Mac. Oh. Uh, well, but you know, he might know what's, you know, what, what, the, what the bad computers do, too. Um, I'm not, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I didn't hear that at all. Justin, back me up on this. <laughs> so uh, maybe he can be our executive IT guy. There you go. Need one of those guys now. It pays, a hun- I'll give you a 100% raise. There, yes. From what, what we pay everybody else. That's right. Look at that. You, you're needed right now, so strike why the iron's hot. His ears just peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, send us an email. Or you can call us on the, just, in fact, Justin, if you want to, Get a hold of me. Call me on the fan line, 414-520-8249. I'll actually answer the phone and we can talk and maybe you can explain something to me, even if it's a PC problem. You can make him smarter, Justin. But I can tell you, uh, Wayne has an iPhone and it's not working on his either. Yeah. So, nine on the boo-boo, yeah. well, I, as, I, as the kids say. But I, but I still support the, the <laughs> mega industry <laughs> known as Apple. 414-520-8249 on the fan line. Leave us a message. Leave us a text. And uh, we'll read or play them on the air. And uh, I think I think that's it. Should we should we get going and do our stuff that we're supposed to be doing? Kick her right off. All right. I thought we were done with the COVID update, and uh, in fact, I have all kinds of new sound bites for the a new COVID update, but because of this effing website problem, I haven't been able to get to it. So it's time to hunker down. We're stuck with this one. Sorry. It's time to cancel everything. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Thank you. LA mayor, Eric Garcetti for your complete, <laughs> scared lack of knowledge <laughs> we have we have two COVID updates one short one's one's long you want to start with the short one yeah let's start with the short one all right i have i have the total test results for the entire monitoring testing period to date from the nfl august 1st to january 16 ready i'm ready they did just under 1 million tests wow that were administered to players and personnel between the dates of August 1st, January 16th. In fact, you have a calculator on you? I do. You're going to have to do some Math quick, as we go? Quick math. This uh, is why we need Justin. <laughs> He's probably good at math, too. During that monitoring testing period from August 1st to January 16th, I need you to add 262 players and 460 listed as other personnel that were confirmed positive. 722. Okay, now take 722 and divide that by 949,550. That would be (laughs) 0.0076%. That is our positive rate 
for COVID that we went all crazy for shutting everything down in the NFL. <laughs> but now. You know, it'd be interesting to know. I in forgot the, another it, thing about our president. It'd be interesting to know at the height of the, the drug yeah. uh, testing. Yes. What the percentage of positive oh. tests were for that versus this. Yes. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be interesting. See? Maybe we could do a little research. Uh, we can do we'll that. We'll work on that for the next I, show. I know a research guy. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's another thing. Did you notice that our president on his first day in office signed a mandatory magical 100-day mask mandate for all federal transportation and federal lands and, and parks and buildings? You, and know, that, that, you know that's going to expand, right? Oh, well, it can't. That's why he only did federal because that's the only thing he has power oh, to do. Oh, I'll go. I got gotcha. you. But uh, so within an hour of signing that mandate, he broke his own mandate. <laughs> it, that's kind of the thing to do. This is not what the kids are doing these yeah, days. That's yeah, what, that's what our kids are doing. So <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Okay. Next one. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers is not a right winger. He is a dyed-in-the-wool lefty from California, right? I mean... If the rumors are correct about him dating Shailene Woodley, that I mean that that should tell you everything you need to know about where he falls on the political spectrum. Should I know who that is? Shailene Woodley? Yeah. No, that that's who he's dating. I know, but should I know who that um, is? Did you ever see the movie um uh not transcendent? Well, she was in uh, A Fault with Our Stars, A Fault in Our Stars or something. Never. Never saw it. Okay. No. And then she was in the movie most recently where it's it's one of those um alternate world um uh trend transcendent or is this is this sci-fi stuff no insurgent while i'm reading this you do a little shailene okay. woodley shailene woodley. yeah you know how to spell that i'll make it up s-h-y s-h-a-y-l-e-n-e woodley uh She's a big, big lefty in the political world. Anyway, Rogers discussed why he made the big donation that he made recently to the Barstool Fund. Uh-oh. You know, what? He's, he's involved with the Barstool guys? Yeah. Not a good idea. Well, he, he just made a donation to their Barstool Fund, which which gives money to, um, the Barstool Fund is, is giving money to small business owners who have been screwed over by the 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 government with this covid shutdown stuff is this uh, is this bar still, still dave sports? portnoy it's, a, yeah. it's those guys yeah okay yeah so dave they seem, portnoy they, they seem kind of like nut jobs they are nut jobs okay but they do good some good things okay so um anyways uh somebody somebody was giving him a hard time that he gave money to this barstool fund because they don't like dave portnoy because he's a republican and we can't like republicans now but rogers Discussed why he made that donation. He said, I mean, it took forever to figure out how to give $600 checks away. And then, you know, may or may not get to 2000 at some point. That's not life-changing money. But what Dave Portnoy, founder of Barstool Sports, and his folks are doing with the Barstool Fund is life-changing money. It's substantially life-changing for these people. And I think that's the thing you gravitate towards the most is not just having a reliance on the government to help you out because it's obviously shown that's not going to be the way they're going to do it. So that's a long-winded way of saying the government isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
And then he continued on his hypocrisy of the lefties that run these blue states. I, I mean, <laughs> he goes, I mean, they put these rules in place. They're not even following their own rules. He said on the show, um, how people have gotten caught, don't travel, don't leave the state. Oh, here's so-and-so on a vacation. Here's so-and-so at a salon. Don't eat at a restaurant unless you're wearing a mask and, se- and socially distancing. Oh, here's a picture of the governor of California violating those rules. Public schools are closed, but I can send my kids to a private school in person. It's like, I mean, for us to count on the government to help us out is becoming a joke at this point. Oh, absolutely. That was Aaron Rodgers, the GOAT. I mean, ask, well, if you can find them, ask any small business person yes. how much the government's helping them out. Nothing. And then, then turn around and look at the airline industry, the automobile industry, the banking industry. Hmm, lots of money for them. Yes. So, although I agree with Rogers on his comments, it, it would be nice if he could see beyond the foolishness that, that has been going on since last March. Remember, it all started back in March with 15 days to slow the spread. And here we are one year later, still wearing masks because we're told masks stop the spread of the virus. Yeah, and, and a, a new mandate that you can't go on any federal grounds without yeah, a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the president. For, for 100 days, because yeah. COVID will die in 100 days. <laughs> and then a reporter actually asked his his secretary of, um, uh, of announcements or whatever it's called. Oh, the, uh, the press secretary. Press secretary, yeah. How, how he got it. He, and she said to him, he has more important things to worry about than a mask mandate. But that was his first thing to do in office. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> do, do you want an update on our, on our um, Shailene Woodley? Yeah. What's the movie? Uh, there are a lot of them. She was in um, Divergent. Divergent. That's the one, not Transcendent. She was in The Descendants with George Clooney. Okay. That's the one I've seen her in. I okay. saw the George Clooney movie. The Fault in Our Stars. Yes. Insurgent insurgent also die so she's in divergent and insurgent i believe those are the same franchise okay um endings and beginnings never heard of it uh big little lies that was on hbo and mother nature with julia roberts yeah but she's one of these um uh naturalists isn't she washes her hair with uh tea tree oil and, and charcoal and brushes her teeth with She's a real California Briquettes. girl. Yes, absolutely. Now, which is why whenever Aaron Rodgers takes his helmet off, he looks the way he does. Yeah, his hair looks horrible. That's because he washes with like olive oil or something, and it's it's terrible. Not a good look, <laughs> hey Rodge. Um, but now, isn't she considerably younger than him? I don't think so. She was born in 1991. Well, he's 37. So if, right? she, was, if, she, if she was born in 90, she's like nine years younger than him. Yeah, that's, that's not. I mean, this is Hollywood. It's that's true. And apparently, there is absolutely no proof that they've ever. There's no images of them being seen together. So this is all speculation that they're dating. Oh, but she, they, he did get introduced to her by Danica Patrick. Was it? Was that when he was on the? When he was dating with Danica. Was that when he was on the set of uh, whatever stupid show he was on? Yeah, that who H- knows that HBO show? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right, so. So I love Aaron Rodgers for his comments. I just hope he he um, lightens up and brightens up a little bit more on everything else, right? Have you have you noticed a difference in him this year? That he's a little more easygoing. I, I think it's a. I don't want to say it's an act, but I think he's 
kind of examined himself yes and looked at what he didn't like about the brett Favre situation right and realized trying to fix that we're kind of dangerously close yeah. to being the same guy as brett Favre. yeah so and, and i think the lightening up kind of has helped with the team this year i think it's made it uh so it maybe, more pleasant for maybe everybody. he watched all his games from last year and and saw his little sourpuss attitude. Yeah, well, like everybody's saying about the 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 games last year, where he would just quit, and yeah. you could tell. I mean, you could well, see that, it. That's what they're saying about the game the week Tampa. six against Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Like he he just threw those two interceptions. And he just and like, like just done. So we got to hope that doesn't happen. But sen- but since then, well, and again, uh, I'm sorry for the sidebar. No, that's right. The the um, the noticeable difference in the Packers' offense from one through five. Mm-hmm six and then everything since yes one through five they were averaging 38 uh points a game yep their receivers were averaging or their running backs were averaging 70 some yards per game right since week five where he got sacked a shit ton against tampa or week five week 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 six six, yeah Yeah. they've kept the running backs in the block Mm -hmm. they've only averaged 30 some yards per game receiving mm-hmm. but he's been sacked a whole lot less yeah so the teams that have been blitzed that were blitzing him and there have been any turnovers either have there or has uh, there uh, been one other th- well other than yeah three of his turnovers were yeah he had t- in the, the two game. the two really bad yeah the interceptions, interceptions and yeah. a fumble yeah so yeah no well. we'll see if it if it led to better things oh god i hope so anyways that's it for your COVID update sorry about that dan but <laughs> had to do it <laughs> And, and and I'll put this I'll put this on record. Not the last one. <laughs> well, we're we're trying to make them as 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 infrequent as possible. Oh no, I'm, I'm not I'm not putting it on you. I'm just like stuff happens. You got you got to put you the gotta, news out there. Yes, absolutely. So we're on to this. Philip Rivers has announced his retirement from the NFL. He played 17 seasons in the league, finishing with the Indianapolis Colts with a loss in the first round of the playoffs. So the obvious question that has surfaced since he announced his retirement is. Rivers, a Hall of Famer. No. I, I agree. Not even but a question. People are trying to like make him, oh my gosh, he's he's top 10 in all these things and top five in all these. I'm like, and then somebody comes out with, well, you know, if you put Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame, you have to put in Matt Ryan. Yeah. Because Matt Ryan had, has done more than Philip Rivers. Well, And Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan, uh, a Manning, the little Manning. Eli, well, Eli Manning will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he doesn't deserve to be. No. His number, his other than being in two Super Bowl or winning two Super Bowls. Yep. He's his stats are nothing. Right. In in an era where your stats are crazy. Every, yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't deserve to be in there. So, well, I, and I would say Rivers is below him regardless. Right. And but the thing is, we screwed this up when we put Kurt Warner in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And in fact, I have I have a list of people that we put in the Hall of Fame that don't belong in there. Brian Urlacher. Oh. Jason Taylor. Didn't, didn't Brian Erdl- Oh, you, it was last week, right? Yeah. His brother got uh, pardoned? Oh, yeah. But yeah, okay. Uh, Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor. Uh, a linebacker for the Miami Dolphins? Dolphins, yeah. Okay. Junior Seau. Uh, see, I would, I would disagree with that one. I, I think he belongs in there. Okay, and then this year we have the, the possibilities of a Rondé Barber. Yeah, no. John Lynch. No. Zach Thomas. The Dolphins also, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, well, it's it's this recency thing. It's like, 
oh, he had two good years towards the end of his career. Well, okay, so, so what? what? <laughs> well, and then this something else somebody brought up. He goes, if you have to look up their stats, they don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Well, if you have to look up their stats to explain, because no one has to look up Emmett Smith's stats. No one has to look up Jim Brown's stats. No one has to look up Brett Favre's stats. You, you don't even have to look up their stats. You just, like, I saw that guy play. Yeah, he was yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah, well, I, I never saw Jim Brown play. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I've seen highlights. Yeah, and right. But, you know, I never saw Bart Starr play. I, the only thing I see of Bart Starr is the, the rush in the ice bowl. That's all you ever yeah. see. I, I see, I, I was old and I was five years old in the middle 60s. Yeah. So that's when I started to be a Packer fan, when yeah. they were really, really at the height of their... When they were good. Yeah, and then they fell off the cliff, and I had, what, 40 years of crap before we got to Favre. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I, you know... I got to remember to turn my phone off. Every time we start doing a pod, uh, our podcast, blows up. people start texting. <laughs> and this one just happens to be my wife and... People were going on a vacation within a few weeks. Oh. Texting back and forth. Bullshit. <laughs> Jesus. Put the phone down and call them. <laughs> Anyways, so this long divergent ram. <laughs> there you fame. go. But uh, so it's kind of gone from the Hall of Fame to the Hall of Good. Yeah. Ever since they just, we need to get five people in every year. We need to get five. It's like, no, you don't need five people in. Well, and, and, by that count, you shouldn't limit it to five because sometimes there's more than five that are deserving. Right. And if if you're years, deserving, let them not. in. Exactly. Sometimes there might not be a – but I think I think this is this is part of their plan. If we only let five in, then there will always be guys next year that should be in. So they always have somebody to fall back on. But because they have the mandatory five in every year, it, it makes it stupid because you do get guys that are not deserving – but again, we're on that we're on that kick of we're back to participation trophies. Yes. Oh yeah. gosh. You oh know, my gosh. He he played for twenty years. We must be good. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> There's lots of look at look at the backup quarterbacks around the league. There's a lot of guys that have been in the league for twenty years that aren't that good. <laughs> so okay, so with that, with this, they're not really that good, even though they're we're being told they are. Right. Are we, are we finally at the point where we can say Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback? Can we can we finally? I'm going to give him one more year. Oh, really? I'm, I'm giving because You're going to give him to the end of his rookie contract? Because, well, I say it because of this. I still, I firmly, I'm a, I was not a Josh Allen supporter going in. Right. I'm firmly in his camp now. Okay. But wow. I think Josh Allen was helped tremendously. Because they say if a quarterback doesn't break out in year one or two, mm-hmm. the chances of him breaking out drop significantly. Okay. So Josh Allen was the third-year breakout guy. He broke out. I'm firmly convinced that because of his offensive coordinator, Dable, mm-hmm. actually looked at it and said, well, this is what he does good. Let's do more of that. Let's get digs. Let's get guys that can help him. You know, he throws a good deep ball. Let's get guys that can go get the deep ball. Mm-hmm. They get the best guy in the league at doing that, put him on their team, and boom, they blow up. Okay. I just think it's... If they get a good offensive coordinator in Baltimore, Baltimore that will work with him, he throws a good ball, but he's does, not. Does he though? He, he does. You go back to his college I mean, days. Michael Vick always threw a good. It never got to the place it was supposed to get, and that's the problem I have with 
with Lamar Jackson. He, he looks, it looks effortless. It looks effortless. It's always a really nice spiral. It just doesn't get where it's supposed to go. But see, I, I, I look at the deep ball, which is the hardest thing to throw. Yes. His deep ball's good. And his, his completion percentage on deep balls is good. Okay. It's the other stuff where you actually have to make decisions, which he doesn't do well. So is he Hall of Famer? Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Okay. Not as of yet. Not as of yet. I mean, I'm again. I I, I buy I buy this the the, the um, phraseology that if a guy a quarterback's going to break out, it's year one or year two. So Jackson's well past that. So the the opportunity for him to really hit another level mm-hmm. are diminishing. But like I said, if if I give him one more year, if they get the right coordinator who looks at him, and again, not looks at him as as Baltimore looked at him from the get go is holy shit, this guy has got the best legs in the league. We, you know, we can make him work. So let's make him a thrower? Well, I, I think they didn't try to, they never tried to do that. They they planned on him being a running quarterback the whole time, and they've never really put anything in place. Look at the receivers. They're horrible. Yeah. So I, I you know, I don't know. I, I, I'll I give him one more year and then I'm, then I'm off the bandwagon. Speaking of the receivers, Marquise Brown. Huh? He's uh, giving his veiled disdain for Jackson's uh, abilities. Oh, he said after the game that he hopes the Ravens have a more balanced offense next season and not have such a big difference between their rushing and passing rankings. Well, Ouch. Uh, here, here's my, here's my um, message to Learn Mr. To Brown. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you were on the field playing instead of in the uh, intensive care unit, take the grill out of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Stop being a dick and just do your job. <laughs> Okay. Well, you said it. I didn't. Okay. I can't get yelled at. Well, I, again, <laughs> Baltimore needs a big wide receiver. They need a big guy. Uh, they've got all these little guys. Great. Yeah. With speed and everything. They need a big guy. They need a they need a, a Metcalf type. Big guy like Mark Andrews. Well, that they, receiver. W- w- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody that's faster than Mark Andrews, but size wise bigger. Yeah. yeah. Jay Glazer reporting that Drew Brees will officially retire after the Saints lost the game on Sunday against Tampa Bay. Now Drew Brees hasn't been made aware of this news. Because oh. he's still trying to sell the idea that he hasn't made a decision yet. Don't you think after watching that game back, that decision was made for him? Do well, you think it's really his decision? The game, and did you see the the video of him and Tom Brady after the game? No. Oh, that that looked like a hey, it was nice oh. playing with you, and it 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 um, yeah yeah yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it didn't look good for Drew Brees. Oh come on, he, he did, and I don't know if it's just because Tom Brady towered over his diminutive status. That too. But now, five ten or whatever. Here's the surprising thing for me, and I was going to ask you this earlier, but I'll ask you now: Are you more surprised that number one Philip Rivers retired, or that Philip Rivers retired before Drew Brees? Well, I thought Philip Rivers would. They had a good year this year. They're ascending. It's his first year in the in the offense. Wait, because Philip Rivers was. I'm trying to remember when Drew Brees came out into the NFL. That came out of the club, into the NFL. When was he drafted? Was it the same as Philip Rivers? I think it was a year before Philip Rivers, and then they then he got. Well, that's hurt. right because he was in San Diego. Yeah, he got hurt, and then Philip they drafted Philip Rivers. When once they got Philip Rivers, they that's right. He, there was the trade or yeah, whatever happened. He was supposed to go to Miami or right. New Orleans, right? And Miami crapped the bed. Correct. <laughs> it's because his shoulder. But I mean, so they're they're a year apart, so. I'm surprised. I was shocked that Philip Rivers came out that quick after the season and said, "I'm done." Yeah, because I'm like, 
wait a minute, you guys were in the playoffs. You should have beat Buffalo. And he didn't look as, he didn't look nearly as bad as Breeze looked. No. Breeze looked horrible. No. And yeah. No, I agree. But Philip Rivers, he's got that job waiting for him at that high school in Florida. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And Breeze has well, that because half, half the team's gonna be his kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the whole offensive line. That's right. Just in boys. <laughs> Yeah, and then Breeze has his job waiting for him with Fox, right? Yeah, apparently. Well, that's what color commentator, and that might think about it. That might be why he hasn't officially retired yet because it's a, a leverage tool. But he's oh, already got a signed contract. Maybe there's something in the, he wants more money. I'm just what I'm saying. Maybe oh, I want know, some of that Tony Romo I money. Some, I want some Romo money. Yeah, but you haven't even said a word yet. Well, Romo got the money before he said a word, so he got he got paid pretty good right off the bat. Yeah, but I'm talking his new contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jesus. <laughs> so, but that's not even the big takeaway. That fact that Drew Brees is retiring. Um, all week long before that game, we were sold a bill of goods. Oh, yeah, that this was going to be some big offensive fireworks show, and neither one of those quarterbacks. Did anything? Wait, did you hear the Michael Thomas news? Yeah, he he has he's going to need multiple surgeries. surgeries. Well, AJ Brown had did he have both of his knees cleaned up? Yeah. For like, this, uh, this stuff that how Ooh. is this not disclosed on the injury report? Uh, well, if the guy needs two surgeries, there's something wrong with him. AJ Brown? No, uh, oh, Michael Ma- Thomas. Well, he's like, he's going to need more in two, isn't he? Oh, I don't. I I know it was multiple. I, I heard multiple yeah. surgeries. Yeah, so it's, at, it's at least two. Yeah, that should have been. So you can't tell me that he's fine. Right, exactly. Yeah. He needs yeah. two surgeries, but he's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, despite everything we've been hearing, word is Deshaun Watson has not yet asked for a trade from Houston. But as we know, there's talk of him going to where? Miami for Tua? My, well, and I, I've heard since then some of the talking heads, yep. um, like Phil Sims or somebody, said, don't don't hold your breath for that to happen. No. Yeah, they said it's you know highly unlikely. Why would Miami give up all those draft picks? Well, that's the thing is yeah. Miami's been building through the draft and doing it a certain way. And and I get Deshaun's a, a desirable piece, but yeah, he's already damaged goods. I mean, that's what I would think. Um, there's other talk about the Carolina Panthers. Carolina owns the number eight pick in the draft, and they do have an owner who's not afraid to make a big deal, right? Wait a minute, isn't their owner? Of, um, isn't he a minority? I don't know. I think he is. The one that got the one that quit. Oh no! I mean, I think in Jacksonville. Yeah, Shad Khan. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville. he's Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know who the owner. The owner used to be that guy that got yeah sexual assault um, yeah. allegations against him, right? How easily we Where forget. They don't you remember the statue outside the. <laughs> You're like being in Russia. Take the statues down. <laughs> yes. Uh, the New York Jets could be another logical in, uh, trade partner, given they own the number two overall pick. That's another one that they said won't happen. Well, it, look, and, and what they the, the the rationale they gave was spot on. Would you take Sam Darnold number two pick for Deshaun Watson? If I'm the Jets, no, no? because because here's what I am. If I'm the Jets and I trade that stuff to get Deshaun Watson, then what am I? The Houston Texans. Yeah. You're, you're a crap team with a yeah. good quarterback. Yeah. So you're not gonna, you know, how does that work? So yeah. I, I and and the the behind the scenes, I'm hearing that uh, 
the Jets are going to try to make that Darnold thing work. And yeah, the, that that would be the I would do that. The big push at least go and, through. And as we as we talked about at breakfast, the big the big push is them to trade the number two pick overall, which would be, in my opinion, for them genius. If they're if they're truly going to stay with Sam Darnold, yes. Yep. Trade get, somebody that wants a get the pieces you need to put around Sam Darnold to make him successful. Oh man, there's some teams that are just going to be raking into players. Oh, I think so. Miami being one. Yep. Oh. And my, Miami's Jacksonville's just, got a bunch of picks. Miami's right on the cusp, and I, I think Jacksonville is uh, two years later. Miami, mm -hmm. I think they're taking the same blueprint and yeah. doing the same thing. It's Florida. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes was placed in the concussion protocol. Apparently, theoretically. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to. What a joke. And <laughs> yeah, he's going to need to clear all those hurdles as I'm making my air quotes <laughs> with my fingers. Before, I, th I thought you were making hurdles. <laughs> before being allowed to play in Sunday's AFC Championship game. And uh, and if you like, like, if you think that isn't going to be declared as ready to go, you haven't been listening. I, I <laughs> When I wrote down this news, I said, there is no way... And I did this, what, Monday or Tuesday? There is no way Patrick Mahomes is not going to play in this Sunday's game. And lo and behold, look what happened yesterday. <laughs> oh, Patrick Mahomes, everything's clear. Everything's fine. But, again, we were talking at, at our production breakfast. I don't know how he got concussed. His head never hit the ground unless it was the whiplash from getting the armor on the back of his neck tackling. Well, that I... I as you I think explained, that's what you, it is? The, the trial balloons that they were floating out of Kansas City were that he didn't have a concussion. <clears throat> it was just his toe thing. Yeah. And anybody that saw him stand up and try to <laughs> I walk. I am not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see him stand up with his right foot like <laughs> he couldn't even get the bottom of his foot on the ground. He didn't know which way <laughs> was he up, man. He stood up and looked like he had drank three pitchers chugged of margaritas before well and then <sighs> the the whole thing with andy reed coming out he comes out in his first press conference after the wednesday <clears throat> practice yeah and says oh you know patrick mahomes is fine he he play, he took every <laughs> snap in practice yes um they had him on the official um injury report ready as, to go ready to go and two hours later they resubmitted it and said he was limited even though he took every single snap in practice yeah because because the, the the concussion protocol does not allow him to do what they said he did. Well, and did you see all the video of him practicing with his helmet on? Yeah. I, I believe, because they were all making a big thing about that too, if you're in concussion protocol, you're not allowed to have your helmet on. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Great, you, and I don't know what the reason is, but they were saying that, yeah, if, if he's in concussion protocol and limited participant, why does he have his helmet on? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. They, first they float out that he didn't have a concussion. Which yeah. was which is total BS because he was in the protocol. <laughs> he was in the protocol, and and then if he didn't have a concussion, they would have brought him back in the game. Yeah, see, I think they didn't know what story they were telling. I think there were d different versions of it. The people were, <laughs> and also it's like, oh shit, we're breaking the rules. Wait, Bill Belichick gets away with this all the time. How how does he? Well, well, let's try that. We we should just sit back and wait for the fines and the penalties to yeah. roll in. Yeah. <laughs> also on Monday, Antonio Brown underwent an MRI on his injured knee. Uh, he is unable to go. He is listed as out. So expect to see a great more action from Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. Right? I would think so. So there you go. That's it for the news and notes well, for me. Well, don't forget, we, we have a new guy covering Scotty Miller and Tyler Tremont Johnson. Tremont Williams. Apparently. Assuming Kevin King yeah. is not playing. Yeah. So. Tremont Williams was signed by the Packers for the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The development? No, not development. Um, the uh, practice squad. 
Is it a practice squad or is yeah, it? Yeah, he was signed to the practice squad. Is it squad. a futures contract? No, it was a practice squad. Okay, I, I yeah. get confused on all all this new stuff this year. Same thing, different words. Well, right? Did, did you see the the week before when the Packers brought in Jason Valdir? Remember, he played for him last year. Right, and who was the the uh, offensive lineman that played in Indianapolis's game? And then Val, just Jason Van De, Valdir. Yeah. So is he going to play? No, he has COVID. But how long does he have COVID? I mean, we can't get a guy with. Yeah, I don't a know. A concussion to be out more than three I, days. I, my understanding is I don't think they... I thought it was only four, uh, 10 to 14 days. Yeah, I don't think they officially signed him after the oh, COVID. Okay. After, okay. after the COVID, after he went through the, the test okay. and he was found positive, I they, think that just... They didn't sign him. That just kiboshed it, I believe. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense why he's not playing then. That makes sense. <laughs> it's time, everybody, for the way too early rookie running back rankings, or wide receiver rankings. We did running backs last week when I had Lamar Jackson as a stud <laughs> um so again top 10 we're gonna go through these as quick as i can and depending on how much wayne because i know wayne from what i heard this morning this is going to be a scary list from wayne because he's got he's got desires it's the it's it's the homage to dan he's got requirements <laughs> for his receiver well i have my yeah i have my my prototypical yes yes so i'm gonna start with my number one guy I have Jamar Chase out of LSU. Ding, ding. That's who you have, number one? Correct. Jamar Chase, he decided to sit out this college season due to COVID and to get ready for the draft. I don't know if that's going to hurt his draft status, but a, but a year off from action can't be good for a rookie. If he hasn't lost anything by sitting out, he should be the number one ranked receiver coming out of the college rookie class. Yeah, assuming they have a, um, a rookie from what I understand, no combine. Okay. But they're going to allow private workouts at the colleges. So the college days. So you can you can travel all over the country. So yeah, so okay. watch more players. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. But, yeah. Last last season Chase averaged over twenty one yards per reception with over eighty four catches, seventeen hundred yards, and twenty touchdowns. Jamar Chase. Who'd you what you have to add? I just I, I'm I'm gonna this is the one thing that's gonna be Common through all this, six one two twenty four four. Oh yes, uh, Wayne's desired prototypical receiver that I just learned about today. <laughs> they over, have to be over six foot tall, over six feet, and over two hundred pounds. Over two hundred pounds. Yep, and run a sub four five. So they have to be fast and big. Yeah, which is not my number two guy. <clears throat> oh, Jalen Waddle, Alabama. I think uh, Waddle would have been the clear number one this season if he hadn't suffered the injury at the beginning of the season for Alabama. And this could be considered the reason why someone like Jamar Chase sat out to begin with. Pre- prevent the injuries and, uh, you know, since there wasn't a lot of practice and workouts and stuff. Uh, multiple team sources reportedly comparing Jalen Waddle to Tyreek Hill. Explosive speed and game-changing ability. Uh, the thought is that he could easily go in the 10 to 15 range of round one. And what I saw last night uh, while I was watching a replay of the Kansas City Chiefs-Tennessee Titans championship game from last season, they had the first round one mock draft crawling across the bottom of the screen on the NFL channel. They had Jalen Waddell going late first round. I don't remember which team, but... uh, was this the one going to Detroit or no? No, that's uh, that's Devonta Smith. Okay, 
But uh, 10 to 15 range, I don't know if it's, that's my guess, but from what I think I saw last night, I think he was beyond that. But Waddle is my favorite receiver coming out in the draft this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously the injury is the wild card. Yeah, what, his what ankle, broken ankle. Him? Yeah. A broken ankle that he came back to and played in the championship yep. game this year. And, and the, the, the guy he's compared to in the NFL, now everybody in our league will draft him much too high, yeah. uh, is Tariq Hill. Yeah. So... And you had him at number two, or where you I had have? him at number three. Number three. My my number two is Devonta Smith. Okay, so we just switched those around. I put it, Devonta okay. Smith at number three because, like we talked about, he is really small. Well, Devonta Smith is six one, one seventy five. Right. Jalen Waddle is five ten, one eighty two. Really? And they're both four. Why four, does Why does Jalen Waddle look bigger to me? Because Smith looks so. <clears throat> Skinny. Smith looks skinny, skinny. and really yeah. sm- he looks like and well th- this is what this Trevor is Lawrence what, um, Walter's Short. football says about him if Smith if Smith were twenty pounds heavier he'd be a top ten pick and I don't know where Detroit picks right now but they had Jalen Waddle or uh, Devonta Smith going to Detroit they're, he's high, they're high because yeah. they sucked so yeah so um, yeah I had the same thing I I, I thought his size alone was going to keep him from being a top ten pick in the NFL. See, I don't think it will anymore. I think these little guys are still getting drafted too way too. I think they're getting drafted too way too are, high. Are people not watching the football season? I think it, this is a, this is a typical thing in the NFL. Oh, we can fix him. We can put weight on <laughs> we him. Can we can fix him. Yeah, you know. It's yeah, like, if you put weight on him, he's not going to be that fast anymore. That never seems to connect with anybody. I don't know why. <laughs> and and not everybody could be Tyreek Hill that freak show. Right. Right. I mean, those are those are once in a lifetime type attributes. Smith won the Heisman Trophy this year, as you'll remember. He dominated in 2020 for the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, which he wouldn't have done if Devont, if uh, Jalen Waddle was still there. And that, that's why I have him at two. I think he'll go higher than he should because he won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. All right. The scouting report on Devonta says he's a tough receiver who has demonstrated quality speed, route running, and superb ball skills. He has also proven run-after-the-catch skills. And he's able to get yards after contact and dodge defenders, which is what boggles my mind. I don't know how he gets hit the way he does and doesn't just break in half. Well, and again, in, maybe that'll change in the NFL. I'm gonna say in the NFL when he gets boys. when he gets hit like that, it's gonna be hit by a lot better athletes. Ugh. Number four for me, Kadarius Tony from Florida. Ding ding. You had him too? Yep. Damn. So we're only off on two and three. Yeah, we'll just, and we just flip flop. He's another big-time playmaking receiver. He can also excel at special teams as a returner. Again, he seems a little small for me, 190 pounds, 5'11". A lot of these guys are obviously going to need to bulk up for me uh, in order to survive in the NFL. Yeah, the, re- the, the only reason these guys are this high in this draft is because there are no big guys to put ahead of them. <laughs> no, there's very few. Here, yeah. my You had him at number four also? Yep. My number four five guy, he's a big boy, Rashad Bateman, Minnesota. Okay. Uh actually built like an NFL receiver, 6'2", 210. He started out saying he would skip the season when the Big Ten originally chickened out of playing this year, only to come back and play a few games when the Big Ten changed their mind, uh, but then backed out playing midway through the year when he proved that his team was not very good and his numbers weren't going to be what he was hoping for. Bateman was a long-shot Heisman candidate at the beginning of the season. He's been receiving special training after leaving the team to help him with his route running and other techniques. 
I have Rashad Bateman number five. I have I have him at number nine. So okay, uh, just same thing. But I think I think him coming back this year and playing a few games yeah. hurt his stock because he was not yeah because yeah because their team sucked yeah he was not good and it's like wow you know this guy's not a difference maker no he was good on a good team he's not good on a bad team right so uh, my number five is Mark Quez Stevenson Mark Quez Stevenson from Houston six foot one ninety. And his four four is uh, four four three, so <clears throat> he's there because he can be he he can get to two hundred pounds and he's still fast. Right. My number six, Tamorian Terry, Florida State. Terry started the season kind of banged up, and he had a slow start for the Seminoles. Add to that fact that FSU had struggles on the offensive line and at quarterback, as we've mentioned many a times during these little gatherings. I uh, may explain his low numbers prior to him opting out of the season with games still to play, much like Rashad Bateman did. Terry is thought to be a top to mid second round pick this year in the draft. Tamorian Terry, number six for me. He's one of my tie ten. Tie ten, ten? ten. Yeah. Okay. My number six is uh, Terrence Marshall from. I'm sorry, Terrence Marshall Jr. Oh, okay. From yeah, not the other Terrence Marshall. Oh. This is the junior uh, from LSU. This is the this is the first big guy I have on my list. Uh six four, two hundred pounds. Problem is his forty time is four five eight. So So he runs like me. He's he's unfortunately he's like he's like Oh I know mine's four point five eight days. Kelvin Harmon. Um you know, go go through that whole list of big receivers that are yeah. guys that they say they, they always, were drafted by New England. Well they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well they they always say that uh these guys they're they're they high point the ball or they they're good in hand-to-hand combat for the ball right that means they can't separate yeah that means they're not going to be any good in the nfl so. but they're tall so they, exactly. they get that little extra exactly number seven for me tylen wallace oklahoma state he had a good season for oklahoma state this year he played as a tough wide receiver showing that he knew how to run routes and he was able to pick up yards after the catch uh the one team that scouts do not or the one item that scouts don't see in wallace is that uh, they believe he doesn't have a defining mismatch trade for the NFL. So that means most likely a good number two or three receiver. Yeah, you hear that a lot in, with yeah. these guys. He's a Marquez Valdez Scantling. Exactly. He's one of the he's he's the project yes. wide receiver, yeah. Uh he may be the best fit as a slot receiver, mostly because he doesn't really play as big as his size numbers, which are six foot one eighty five. Yep. Four five six. So yeah. Not not blazing speed. No. He's one of my 10 tie guys, too. <laughs> okay, number seven for you. <laughs> number seven, uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Purdue. Here's a mini guy, uh, 5'9", 180, but a four, uh, four four five speed. He's, he's, again, one of these guys that opted out, came back when they decided to play, and he actually helped his stock because he played well yeah. this year. So, Well, Purdue was pretty good, too. Yeah. Better, everybody was better than Minnesota, so... <laughs> Number eight for me, Amon Ross St. Brown from USC. Ah. And if that name sounds familiar, he is the brother of Equinemius St. Brown of Green Bay. His parents, these parents were uh, pretty creative with those names. Well, you, you know the story on his dad, His right? dad's like a religious freak, his, his isn't dad's, he? His dad's a nut job. Yeah. He's, he was a, a bodybuilder. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. He was a, he's a bodybuilder, but but he he didn't he wouldn't let his kids lift weights. Really? And that, Wait, that, he's a bodybuilder, but he wouldn't let the kids lift weights. Tell me the story. Okay. It, yeah, he, he was against them 
Uh, that's why Equinemia St. Brown was such a slight, mm-hmm. and so is uh, Amon, but they just didn't believe, he didn't believe in them wow. doing that. So it's like, okay. No, I, I remember because they were talking about Amon Ra during one of the, the bowl games. And they were talking about how his dad was a big, they had pictures of him as a yeah. bodybuilder. I'm like, he's a big dude. Yeah. So you can understand, you can understand why these guys are athletes. Yeah. Jeez. So um, they're actually saying that Amon Ra is said to be possibly the better of the two receivers between him and Equinemius. So it's, it's always a younger brother. Always. Yeah. Uh, he was very productive for USC in 2019 when he was paired with Michael Pittman Jr. And this year he took over as the number one guy there in, in USC and, uh, they said to have quality size and speed attributes, which is a good thing. Yep. Who'd you have at eight? Number eight for me. And by the way, uh, Amon Ra was one of my number 10 guys. He's number yeah, one 14 of, guys yeah, number tied 10 at number yeah, 10. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what number are we at? I'm sorry. Number, number eight. Number eight. I have um, Chris Olave from Ohio State. He is uh, returning to Ohio State. Oh, he is. Chris Olave, yes. Olave. Yes. Okay, well, then I'm going to go, then I'll just push everybody up. That means <laughs> well, I'll push Amon Ra up to number eight. That, no, that makes Rashad Bateman then my number eight. Okay. Instead of nine. Number nine for me, Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Another one of the smallest receivers coming out this season. Uh, showed amazing speed in college along with good playmaking ability. And that mock draft I was talking about that I saw on TV last night had the Green Bay Packers at number 31 selecting Tutu Atwell. That will not happen. I don't like that. I'm going to guarantee you that right well, now. But the thing is, they don't too, draft small guys, right? Because they yeah. they want the receivers blocking downfield and yeah. doing all that stuff, which is which is why I don't know if you've seen all the accolades this week of uh, for um, Lazard. Yeah, but and, and who's who's the guy that's out this year that uh, opted out that they signed the last receiver? year? Receiver? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It was a big guy from Carolina. Yeah, I, they signed, I can't. Yeah. There's but so many. These are all the same guys. They all go downfield. They block really well. But um, um, Lazard. Yeah has been really good at going down, faking the block, mm-hmm. and taking off, and then winding, winding up wide open. Well, that that's what they all of a sudden realized about Devonta, Devonta Adams. Yeah. They're, like, all amazed with his foot. I'm like, he's had the same footwork. Right. And now because he's, like, the number one receiver in the NFL. Well, but this <clears throat> this offense that they're running right now yeah. highlights what he does well. Right. Whereas... You know, Mike's make every route look the same exact thing. Exactly. And then use your feet to change everything up. And that's everybody's looking up here and, and I'm sh- I'm going from head to yeah. mid torso. Yeah. Everybody's looking here because that's what they're told to look at your sternum. Yeah. And he's down here with his feet doing different yeah, things exactly. that are just like knocking you on your ass. Exactly. But that that that's been like that ever since I can remember it was Sterling Sharp. Right. That everybody's been big. Yes. You know, which is why I was surprised that they brought in Tavon Austin, but they were bringing him into punt return, kick return, yeah, and yeah. do all this crazy shit in the backfield well, before they, the snap. And, yeah, what happened to the running back that was the key guy in that offense that, that did all the motion stuff for the Packers? Yeah, um, the guy the, got, from Notre Dame, the guy they got from Houston. No, 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 no. not oh, the guy they drafted. The guy that they Irvin. Tyler Irvin. Oh, isn't he hurt? I, that's what I don't know. I, mm-hmm. He he went out hurt, and then I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Tutu Atwell, likely to be another slot receiver in the NFL. He's going to need to get much more stronger before being a weapon in the NFL, which is why I'm going to make this bold prediction. The Packers will not draft Tutu Atwell, so get that shit changed. I don't think that's a bold prediction. No? Well, come on. <laughs> of all the wide receivers they could take, that's one that you're just... 
All right. Number nine for you. Uh, number nine for me. I'll tell you what. I'll make a bold prediction. Okay. I will. I will say that the Packers will not take a wide receiver in the first three rounds. There's nobody on this list that because that's what happens because, with the Packers usually. Well, well, no, but but also there's nobody here for them to take. There's nobody that fits their mold, right? That you could take in the first three rounds. So I don't think they will. Okay, that is a bold prediction. There you go. That's because a, a, I guarantee you, every mock draft that comes out will have them taking one in the first round, and I don't think that's going to happen. Bold prediction. There you go. What number are we at? We're at number nine. Uh, okay, I've moved up. Uh, Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. Oh, that was my guy later, a little earlier. Six foot, 185, yep. 4.56. Perfect. Had, had a good year this year, so. And I'm going to give you quickly my number 10. Okay. Because Wayne has 15 guys tied at 10. <laughs> Not quite 15. <laughs> my number 10, Trevon Grimes from Florida. Oh. This guy has size. We talked about him this morning. 6'5". 214 pounds, but he still shows good mismatch size and playmaking ability. This is the guy I would love for the Packers to draft. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's not on my list, so give me some story. Okay. Um, wasn't featured too much in Florida because of the other guys that were featured ahead of him. He would have easily been a number one receiver at most other schools. Uh, he's going to raise his, stock, his draft stock pre-draft, so you're going to see him climbing up the, the boards. Okay. During uh, pre-draft and workouts and all that kind of fun stuff so it might be to the packers advantage that they're not having a combine because yes okay yes he's gonna but there's like i said there's gonna be the private workouts at the colleges so yeah. he's gonna be there and people are going to, oh trevon grimes he's a big boy and he can catch the ball and run fast <laughs> we like him what's his what's his 40 time and I, I didn't have a 40 oh, time okay. i just had size just curious six five two ten that's the right size fourteen that's the right size yeah for them, yeah beautiful size your number 10s are? Okay, so I'll, I'll just go through them because uh, there's only one guy that I have. I'll go over the guy that I have that we didn't mention. Okay. I had Tutu Atwell, uh, Ramon, Amon Ra St. Brown, mm -hmm. and um, Tam Tamarian Terry from Florida. Yep. Florida, Florida State. State. Yep. Yeah. Those were, those were all tied with, and I hope I'm getting this one right, <laughs> Jamon Osborne, as O's, yeah, blah, blah. Asuban? A-S-A-U-S-B-O-N from okay. Texas A&M. All right. And this is a guy, again, if I were looking for somebody the Packers to take, this is the guy. 6'2", 218, 458. That's every guy that they have. Mm -hmm. uh, fast, but not super fast. Yeah, not blazing speed, but can do some work. Yeah. Now, the the again, the advantage that the Packers have in this guy, he sat out this year. So, also, nobody got to see him. So, an under the radar guy again that I think they could take in the fourth round. Yeah. And, you know, everybody goes, and then you might get lucky. Maybe he was a second round, yeah, third I, round I pick. I do kind of like that idea, actually. You know, screw the everybody telling you that you need a receiver in the first round. Well, okay, they're in the NFC Championship. Yeah. So the, they have them. Their passing offense is one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah, even though oh, they're. Oh, you have to have a receiver. Yeah, have to have you receiver. have to have a receiver. Yeah, but it's like every year. They forget that Aaron Rodgers, even Brett Favre, did the same thing. We didn't have any first-round receivers with, with Brett Favre. How many years did it take for Devontae Adams to actually be looked at? Three? Right. Three, Three years? Right. Yeah, and then that didn't happen until, um, uh, who's the guy that went to Minnesota? Oh, um, uh, Robert Brooks. Not Robert Brooks. Um, no. Um, the guy from Western Jen Greg Michigan. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings. Yep. You know, it's like when he left, that's when 
Yeah. Devontae Adams became the stud. And, and remember, his first two years, dropping the ball. It yep. was like, cut yep. the guy. It was Same a terrible thing. pick. M- MVS and, yep. and uh, Alan Lazard are doing. Yep. I'm, and, and also, don't forget that Rodgers notoriously does not throw to uh, rookies. Right, you have to prove yourself. Yeah, so which he, is the same thing Brett Favre did. So, so let's see, what would be the first year of this guy that we drafted this? Oh yeah, he wouldn't have done anything because right. we don't use him. Right. No, I I, I agree. I mean, it, I, it, it it's like for for a team that doesn't have all these stud wide receivers, the guys we have do fine. Right. Because you have a quarterback that can throw them open, throw them the ball, get it to them, and because because we see what happens when the backups have to come in. Look at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What happened after? Um, why can't I think of their number one receiver? Um, oh, the guy that got from Giants. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, him. So anyway, he another go- junior. Yeah, so he goes out. Odell, Odell Beckham. Beckham. <laughs> he goes out. All of a sudden, their their pass offense takes off. Yes, it's all guy. It's Jarvis Landry, who's the number two, mm-hmm. and Richard Higgins and uh, Peoples-Jones, and all these rookies and guys that you've... Uh, Cardell Hodge. Yep. All these guys you've never heard of because they're playing as a team, playing a role. And speaking of big-time receivers, not to change subject, did you hear that uh, Pittsburgh may be cutting ties with Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh, that's my... They've been talking about that all year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, because, oh, you know, they got... They got... Yeah, all di- this, they got uh, Devontae, and they got and this Chase guy. Chase Edmonds. And, yeah, and, oh, yeah, how many or passes? Or not Chase Claypool, I mean. Yeah, Chase Claypool. How, how, many guys, how many passes did those guys drop this year? Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, Claypool had that one game. Yeah. And, yeah. and even at that, it you can't count on James Washington as a big-time thing. So you got uh, Devontae, what is the guy's name? Um I think in Johnson, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, I'll you, you I'll got, figure it out while you're giving me okay. your rest here. So you got Claypool and him. James Washington is a piece, but not a starter. You need Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side. Those guys aren't as good as they were going to be with, um, without him. And you know, let's face it, Ben can't throw the ball downfield. Right. This no, one, he's he's, and if they're going to be keeping him around one more season, well, that's the thing is is should they? But they don't have a backup, obviously. But could Pittsburgh be a sneaky place for Watson? Oh, remember their coach. Their coach is a player's coach. Yeah, yeah. And there's no more player coach than the guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. All right, you have more receivers um, that you have on your thing, right? No, no, that's, that's Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. That's and Ray, that right. That Ray, right. Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray I McLeod. forgot about Ray Ray. He's just a return guy. <laughs> Nothing. And there's an Anthony Johnson. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Eh. And don't forget Cody White. <laughs> I guess you, yeah. You don't want to forget about Cody White. No, don't want to forget about him. Uh, no, yeah. Other than that, I, I listed off the other guys that we have. You know, Atwell, uh, St. Brown, and um, Terry. Yeah. So that's it. Our way too early look. Write them down and forget about them. <laughs> yeah. Forget about those ones we want the Packers to take, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody forget. <laughs> that's it. It's time to make you guys some money for, for this weekend's game. So here we go. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. 
Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. It's time to try and make you some money in this week's championship games between the AFC and the NFC. And this is, I'm going to try and do mine really quick because I got a lot of shit going on in mine. And I think what I'll do is I'll just <laughs> I'll just highlight a few things that I really like yes. this weekend, yep. and then everybody else can just check it out in here because I because you have a lot of single. I have bets a lot of and, prop bets, yep. and I have a lot of of um, you know I, I, more fun stuff. So if you want to go out and look at it, and you know some parlays that I put together and stuff like that. And again, a lot of these are going to be a, a, a good deal of money to make these bets, but uh, take what you want from them, and if you want to lay them down, because there, there's a chance you can make some big time money. Um, I'm going to start with my game bets. Okay. I haven't. I have a round robin eight team, round robin parlay. Holy smokes! And it was going to be a lot of money if I would have went with five dollars each. So I, I switched that down to three dollars each. Okay. Because there's 247 bets in there, so your 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 pay payment on this would be 741 dollars, which is a lot better than 1,095, right? And what's what's the max? Do we know what the max win? My is? max win on this could be 41,165 dollars. Woo! But all eight of these have to come in. Yeah, you're gonna make money on if at least two come in, but because we got an eight seven six five four three two parlay. That's well, all wrapped in on these. You're not going to make money. You'll get money back. You'll get money back, right. You got to get like five we, of them. To we get... need five to six of these to yeah. come in for you to yeah, make, make some money. cash. Okay. All right, so here we go. I'm taking Kansas City minus a three against Buffalo. This is my Kansas City round robin. Okay. Kansas City, Buffalo round oh, robin. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I'm taking Kansas City versus Buffalo over 53 and a half. I'm taking Kansas City on the money line. I'm taking Kansas City minus two and a half versus Buffalo for the first half. Okay. Taking Kansas City versus Buffalo under 26 points for the first half. I am taking Kansas City to be leading in the first half. Okay. <laughs> Making sense? I didn't, didn't see that one. <laughs> I am taking Kansas City to win by 7 to 12 points. Yeah, so how how did you decide on that? I, I look I, at that and I'm like, I can't, I can't uh, pick a number. I uh, don't know. Uh, and and I have Kansas City to be the first score, or Kansas City's first score to be a touchdown. Oh, okay. There you go. Eight picks for the Kansas City Buffalo game that I have. Very creative. Very I'll put cre- together I, in a round robin. I, I'll give you a, a, an A for that one. Very creative <laughs> for the effort. We'll yeah. see what how it pays off. Yeah, exactly. The next one is for the Packer Tampa Bay game. I have Green Bay minus three and a half versus Tampa. Green Bay versus Tampa over 51, which is the one I'm worried about because everybody is saying the over is a lock, and that scares me. Well, the you, do you know what the median score in, in the NFL is this year? No. 51. Oh. That's the median score every – So Shoot. You, you're 50-50. You're, yeah. just, you're just flipping a coin and picking. I did the same thing. All right. I have Green Bay money line. Here we go again. Green Bay minus three in the first half. I have Green Bay, Tampa Bay over 24 for the first half. I have Green Bay on the money line for the first half to be winning. And again, I have Green Bay to win by 7, 12 points. And I have Green Bay's first score to be a touchdown. There you go. That's another okay. $3 eight-team parlay that could win you th- just under 36000 Boom. Boom. Get it right. <laughs> And I, I, I like the thing of grouping the teams together, which obviously I did too, but yeah. I like the thing of grouping the teams together because if you if you pick the right team, a lot of the things that you're saying are going to come true. So, right. You know. My next money throwaway, 
<laughs> it's an Aaron Rodgers round robin. Okay. Six items for Aaron Rodgers. All parlayed together in a round robin. This one's a little easier. It's a $285 bet if you want to make it. Pass yards over 179.5. Where did you get 179.5? Maybe it. I'll have to look again. Hold yeah, on. That can't be right. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's 279.5. Yeah, I'm like, if it was 179, I'd have bet the over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll change that. It's over 279.5. Okay. Uh, rush yards over 10.5. This one screwed me over last yep, week. That's good. When he got a whole one. Yeah, so I just said, nope, I'm not doing it. Touchdown passes under 2.5. Okay. Completions over 25 and a half. Pass attempts over 36 and a half. And his longest completion over 37 and a half. Okay. That's my Aaron Rodgers. Only thing that scares me, and I, and I don't I don't have any Aaron Rodgers on my no. thing, is the, the a lot of people are saying that the Packers are going to win this. They're going to have to run the ball like last yeah, week. Yeah, that, that, that scares scared me, me when bit. you told me that. Yeah. But hey, the money's already into Vegas. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> in a in a fake you, way. What are you gonna do? I have a Stefan Diggs round robin. This oh. is a four a four round robin. Thing. Okay. Uh, receptions over seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Receiving yards over ninety four and a half. Okay. Touchdown receptions over a half. He's gonna get one, right? Yeah, I I hope I bet that. You that's, did. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Longest reception over 26 and a half. Yeah, he's a downfield guy. So that's a, that's a four-team round robin. It's going to cost you $55 to make that bet. Your payout can be $329 and that's some change. Good return on your money. To rattle around in your pocket. If you like digs and you think Buffalo's going to do well, that's a good one. All right, two more round robins for you. I have a, a six-team round robin that all has to do with Josh Allen. Rushing touchdowns over a half. Passing yards over 305.5. Rushing yards over 31 and a half. Completions over 26 and a half. Pass attempts over 38 and a half. And his longest completion has to be 40 yards for me to win. Boom. And I think that's going to be a pass game. It looks like if yeah. it's going to be any weather, it's going to rain. Kansas City's defense is not is that horrible. Great. Yeah. yeah. And my final round robin is a 16. It's a receptions round robin using three players. Travis Kelsey over 49 over 94 and a half receiving yards. Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Robert Big Bobby Tunyon over 34 and a half receiving yards. Over three and a half receptions. And then Aaron Jones over 23 and a half receiving yards and over three and a half receptions. There you go. My round robins for this week's game. Uh, I'll I'll change that Aaron Rodgers passing yardage because that's wrong. What is your what is your g- give me your totals if if everything comes in for if you everything comes in well if everything what did you bet I bet two thousand three hundred ninety two dollars and if everything comes in if everything comes in eighty seven thousand dollars eighty seven thousand and four dollars and seventy nine cents not a bad return on that, your... yeah, as long as there's that return exactly yeah. <laughs> Well, Again. that's that's why they call it gambling. That's, <laughs> Vegas wasn't built by giving me eighty seven thousand dollars. That is correct on a two thousand dollar bet. Although, yeah, did you hear that? Um, oh, what's the sports book? Uh, William Hill. It might no, it might be um, Barstool. Okay. Um, normally, uh, books they they, re, they report every month what they what they took in and what they kept. Right. 
I forgot what they call they, they have specific names for their it. handle and they're they're taking their it's not called take though it's called something else but anyway it doesn't matter okay so percentage wise it's normally one or two percent okay that's considered a good month they they took in a lot of money they took in I want to say it was twenty percent right over that over the last month and they said because their whole marketing scheme was parlays. Oh, yeah, where you don't pay so, anything out. So they, yeah, so they suckered everybody into bu- yeah. betting a bunch of parlays and they kept a shit ton of money. Well, they even made a, uh, there was even an article about the Vegas sports books took in so oh. much more money on sports betting huh. than, Every, than the sit, last few years. Everybody sitting around the house with nothing to, nothing do, to do, bored out of their minds. Yep. Yeah, well. We need more lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody will be visiting Vegas. Oh, man. All right, let's let's do your uh, all right, best just, bets that you have. Yeah, here. I'm just going to give you guys some some of my favorites this and week. And you can head to the website, cffpodcast.com, and check out the sports investing page if you want Wayne's uh, total list of bets. But, yeah. He's got a, a, a shit ton of them. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> my, my favorite, uh, my f- absolute favorite bet this week is uh, most yards receiving. It's a matchup bet. Most yards receiving between Robert Tanyan and Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski isn't even the number one tight end on his team. And he's not catching the ball at all. They're keeping him in the block. So I'm taking Robert Tanyan, minus 134 for most receiving yards. I'm taking an open parlay, um, meaning I have I have a leg for this week, and oh. then I have a leg for next week. So it's it's technically open. So I have Buffalo this week on the money line, and I have Buffalo next week to win the Super Bowl. So, just just for fun, that could all fall apart this week, depending on what yep, happens. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my uh, my other over under parlay, I've got uh, Green Bay Tampa Bay um, um, over under at fifty one. I've got the over, and the Kansas City Buffalo over under at fifty three and a half, and I've got the over on that one as well. Um, I took a future bet on Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP at plus three hundred. Also took Josh Allen to win the Super Bowl MVP at plus four seventy five, and then I just threw a bunch of crazy, crazy bets together. <laughs> um, I do have a six point round robin teaser. This one I really like: the Bills plus nine, the Bucks plus nine and a half. And uh, these are only that because he's doing a teaser. Yeah, I'm doing the six. You get I'm, the six points. I'm doing the favorite. six points. Yep. And then I got the Green Bay Tampa over, which we said was fifty one. I'm taking it here, minus the six points at uh, 45. And the Kansas City Buffalo uh, over-under is, instead of 53.5, is uh, 47.5. And I got the over on both of those. So those are my those are my big uh, my big bets. I got a lot of combo um, prop bets. Yeah, you have a lot of single prop bets there, too. Yeah. So that's it for the betting. Remember, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose, which uh, that's what you're doing with mine, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> minor minor big um pay window tickets swing for the fences yeah exactly and then um it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing and as you've seen this year we don't know. sometimes we know what we're doing ah uh, we you know and I, sometimes we get a little little uh greedy i think we know what we're doing i just think we don't bet with our heads we bet with our hearts <laughs> bet with and, our hearts yep. and you don't want to do that nope <laughs> so let's move on to the fantasy girl of the year tournament everybody That's right. 
Week three, bracket three of our Fantasy Girl of the Year contest. Normally we'd be doing our Fantasy Girl of the Week here and we'd have Wayne guessing measurements, but we're doing our tournament. My brain's fried on that. We're, we're in round one. Uh, update from last week, our second round, our second bracket in round one, our blonde models bracket. Here are the results. Candace Swan Ipol, 77% to Chase Carter's 23%. Gigi Hadid, 60% over Joy Corrigan, 40%. Hannah Davis Jeter, 80% over Elle McPherson, 20%. And Haley Clausen, the supermodel who's a diehard Packer fan, 60% over Elsa Hosk at 40%. Did we get all these right? I I don't know. Because you and I bet exactly the same on this one. Did we? Yeah. and it's uh, Probably. I think that looks like what we did. I'm not sure, though. Well, well. Mm-hmm. Not that it's important. No. So this week we have bracket three in round one. Another uh, eight seeds, one through eight, matched up in our TV actresses bracket. And we start with these. Number one, Jessica Alba versus number eight, Eliza Dushku. Jessica Alba, born April 28th, 1981, Panoma, California. She's an American actress and businesswoman, rose to prominence at the age of 19 on the TV series Dark Angel, for which she received the Golden Globes nomination. Uh, She met her husband, Cash Warren, while the two were filming Fantastic Four, and the couple have three children together. She's going against number eight, Eliza Dushku, born December 30th, 1980 in Boston, Massachusetts. Again, American actress, played the role of Faith in the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And its spinoff series, Angel. Uh, she was raised as a Mormon. She has dated former NBA star Rick Fox before living together with him. The couple have later split up. And then she married businessman Peter Palengian. Easy for me to say. Yeah. couple have one child together. We move on to our next. Number two, Kaylee Cuoco. Born November 30th, 1985 and. Camarillo, California. Uh, best known for her role as Bridget on the ABC sitcom Eight Simple Rules and as Penny on the CBS sitcom The Big Bang Theory. She was engaged to equestrian Carl Cook, son of billionaire Scott Cook. The couple were married in 2018. She's going against one of my favorites, number seven, Diana Agron. She was born April 30th, 1986 in Savannah, Georgia. American actress, dancer, singer, director. She has had recurring roles on the TV show Veronica Mars and as Debbie Marshall on the TV series Heroes. Agron was dating Mumford and Sons guitarist Winston Marshall. The couple were married in 2016 while in Morocco and they have since separated in 2020. Damn COVID. <laughs> we move on to this one. Number three, Mila Kunis. Born August 14th, 1983 in Shervenitsy, Ukraine. <laughs> She's an American actress, best known for her role as Jackie Burkhart on the TV comedy series That 70s Show. She got a role on the show at the age of 14. In 2015, she married her, her That 70s Show co-star Ashton Kutcher, and they have two children together. The lucky man. Yep. And she's going up against number six, Heather Morris. Born February 1st, 1987, Thousand Oaks, California. Another American actress, dancer, and singer, and model. She's best known for her role as Brittany on the TV comedy drama series Glee. 
Heather's married to Taylor Hubble, whom she met on MySpace, and the couple have two children together. Makes sense. No, I just recognize. I just when you said who she was, I'm like, oh, I know, I know who that is. Okay, yeah, she um, actually, I think she left acting because oh, really? yeah, she wanted to have children with Taylor Hubble, and she wanted to be a mother and a, a wife or something. That's kind of what I read. It was too long and not exciting enough to put it. <laughs> Which brings us to our final matchup, number four, Olivia Wilde. Born March 10, 1984 in New York City. Olivia is an American actress and filmmaker. Best known for her role as Remy on the TV medical drama House. Olivia is a pescatarian, although she also, she also claims to be both vegan and vegetarian. Pick a lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those who walk down the middle of the road get hit by car. When she was 19, she was married to Tao Raspoli a member of the aristocratic Raspoli family that owns the Palazzo in Italy. They later divorced. Oh. Bad move, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> She's now married to Jason Sudeikis, and the couple have two children. Sudeikis? Yeah. Okay. And she's going up against number five, Emmanuel Triqui. She was born December 10th, 1975 in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. She's a Canadian actress and model. She is best known for her role as Sloan McQuewick on HBO's Entourage. Her re- her career started at ten years of age in a McDonald's commercial, commercial, and she has also starred in several music videos for Hinder and the Zac Brown Band. And there you go, our four matchups for bracket three of the Fantasy Girl of the Year contest. Uh, remember, go to the website cffpodcast.com, the Fantasy Girl of the Year contest page. There's a little gray box on the top right that says click here to vote. Click on that. It'll take you to the the website where you can vote. It's all free. And I just did it while we were talking about it. So And it's, so it's that, that easy. It's that easy. And then what it'll do is it'll help someone win some prizes. I, I got to check to see if that oh. last person that's available for the grand prize is still 100% correct. Yeah, 100%. Two brackets would be pretty impressive. Yes. There you go. And that's it for this week, everybody. Remember to check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Everything we talk about is right there. And then also, you got questions, comments, concerns, email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. And you can leave voicemails and text messages on the fan line, 414-520-8249. I I found out my wife works with a person, and um, she has been in fantasy football for a few years and has won her league multiple times and all this without listening to our podcast. So I sent her a little gift package that includes a she'll be fine t-shirt, one of our hats and some koozies. Was this a gift package or a bribe? Well, both. Okay. Don't tell her that though. (laughs) So hopefully we have another listener. There you go. (laughs) But again, that's it for this week. Next week we'll have our, do we want to do a way too early tight end list or? Or is that too much work? There's, I mean, if you do, it's it's five guys maybe. There's, <laughs> okay. not, there's not ten tight ends. There's not. No. Which is why you don't play with tight ends in fantasy football. No, I disagree. You come with, as I, I disagree. receivers. I disagree with you. You like tight ends? I, I I think if unless the NFL changes the rules, I yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Um. <laughs> well, we'll at least have news and notes updates, and we'll be talking about Super Bowl matchups. Should, oh, the oh, yeah, the prop bets won't be out next week. They won't. Be oh, they should be for the Super Bowl. No. The Super Bowl prop bets come out late in week. 
So like uh, the week one, the week one. Well, they might. They will might the be. weekend be wearing a plaid shirt? That kind of stuff. That kind of fun stuff. Yeah, that yeah. is the, a money the, a money well of dis- despair. Yeah, the the. The bets that we like to make, that everybody <laughs> likes to make. How long is the national anthem going to be? Yep, yep. Um, will they sing a certain song at halftime? One last year was how many tweets will President Trump put out? Oh, he's, yeah, they're always fun. They're always yeah. wacky and fun. Yeah. But, yeah. So we'll get those out as soon as we can. Maybe next week, maybe not. Yeah, it depends on when they let, let yeah. them go. I mean, this is the COVID year, so they, the oh. protocol doesn't really matter. So who knows? Will a mask? What color will the head coach's mask? See, be? there you all. You know who cares what color Gatorade they're drinking? Yeah. What color's the mask that they're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> so that's all next week, everybody. Hopefully you'll be here. Um, hopefully you'll listen. Hopefully you win a lot of money and you can. You you won't be at work, so you can yeah take day to take next week off. Exactly. If you didn't win the uh, Mega Millions drawing last night. Was it was the billion dollar drawing last billion night? Billion dollar drawing was last night. You didn't get your tickets. Did I you? got my no, I do. Oh, okay. I just I, didn't, I, I I just didn't I, know it was last night. I haven't heard if anybody's won or not. I haven't heard. You think if that happened, it wouldn't be like news everywhere. Even on yeah. any channel. there's no channel that wouldn't have that. That's true. So the billion maybe dollars, not. man. Billion. That's nuts. Yeah. You're almost up there with uh Steve Gates if you win that. You're not Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, isn't he worth He's worth a lot more like than that, but 10, you're getting closer. Billion? You're yeah. closer. Well, yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> you'd be on the list. You'd be on Forbes list. It'd be a reason to buy well, the magazine one year. You'd have a billion dollars until the government gets involved. <laughs> oh, again, I've been trying to say goodbye, and it's just not working, but goodbye. <laughs> and uh, until next time, be good. See ya.